Hello and welcome to the Sounds of Success. I'm Phil Butler. I'm Christina Bowie. We're so excited to have y'all listening with us today. And I don't know, maybe you can notice, but things sound a little crisper, a little brighter than maybe they have before on the podcast. You want to know why? Tell me why. It's because we're actually recording in person. In, in the studio. studio. It feels real fancy. We have headphones on and like yes. boom mics and we feel like legit podcasters now. Yes, I feel like an actual podcaster. Yeah, we're not we're not gorilla podcasters exactly because before this i was recording with very very cheap headphones in my room and y'all could hear my cat (laughs) literally going bonkers in the background or none of that or garbage trucks driving by my house whatever yes (laughs) so this is much better we're very excited for y'all to be coming back to the new school year for those of you who have been listening to us since last year welcome back for our new listeners hello Hello and welcome. So today uh, we have two really fantastic guests on the podcast. Uh, These are two of our lead mentors for the Foundation Scholars Program and the PACE Program. And uh, they're going to drop some really good pro tips for y'all on how to college during your first year. Yeah, we're really excited to get started. All right, well, let's go to the interview. Woo! All right, y'all, we are super excited to actually be recording in the Late's Development Studio recording studio today. It's so fancy. It is really, really fancy. I'm using headphones that I did not buy on Amazon for $5 right now, (laughs) so I feel on top of the world. Yeah, this is definitely an upgrade from like the the headphones that come for free with your iPhone, right? (laughs) Yes, I was using those for quite a time. So like we said earlier, we are having two other mentors with us today. We have Casey Escamilla. Casey is a senior psychology major and is also a TA for the Foundation Scholars Program. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thanks, Casey. And we also have Shannon with us. Shannon is a junior. She's also a psychology major, and she is Pace's lead mentor. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be here. We're glad to have y'all both. Thank you so much. Course. Yeah, so we know that y'all are really ramping up for the first day of school coming up soon. I was driving to campus earlier today and it was just parents. People are moving in. And boxes <laughs> and carts it's all, all over happening. the place. Yep. So Chaos. it is happening. Uh, we want to talk on this episode a little bit more about what it's like to start off the new school year, whether you're a first year student starting off in college for the first time ever, or you're a sophomore coming back after an amazing first year. We're going to be talking a lot about how to do it right. What does it feel like to start off a new semester on the right track and how can you get there? So for Casey and Shannon, I just want you all to think back to your first semester of college. How did you feel and what were some things that you were worried about? Yeah, I will go first. Um, I definitely felt a sense of just being overwhelmed. Um, (laughs) Why would you be overwhelmed? I know, right? (laughs) I don't know. Strange that you ask. Um, There's obviously going into college, there's just so much And I think I was really worried about taking on that responsibility of, you know, you're not going to go home to your mom and dad every night Mm -hmm. and say, hey, how do I do this? Hey, Mm -hmm. how do I do that? Will you sign this for me? It's like, no, I'm doing this and that and I'm signing this for myself. And it was like, okay, wow, like my parents are always going to be there for me, but I have to be that number one to take control now. And then, of course, just grades and making friends are always at the top of that list. Mm -hmm. Um, I always put a lot of stress on myself with grades. I'm my 
biggest critic. And so obviously going to college, like, yes, you're supposed to have fun, but you and or your parents are paying a lot of money for you to go yeah. to this school and it's a great school so you really want to do well make them proud make yourself proud mm-hmm. and finally of course like making friends i think yeah. that's always that's, just a lot of like people are worried that about one's a doozy friends. is that someone is gonna sit doozy. next to me at lunch you know <laughs> well, like people be yeah. nice to me right yeah, yeah. exactly it's and funny. so <laughs> definitely it's those such a were. big place and there's so many people exactly. like it yeah. seems it's this like counterintuitive thing like the more people there are like the harder you think it's going to be to make friends. And sometimes yeah. it is hard because sometimes it's it is so harder, big, yeah. right? But the good thing about being a first-year student is that everyone else is also yes. worried about mm-hmm. making friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I came from a very small high school, so for me, making friends mm. was really easy because it was just like we all kind of knew each other. We were all from the same area. Like, just seemed very easy. And then I came here and I was like, it's going to be even easier because there's more people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was like whoa no (laughs) like there's so many more to pick from i don't even know so yeah yeah i was definitely overwhelmed but as time went on time heals yeah exactly making friends in high school kind of happens automatically right like yeah like the the extracurriculars you're in or even just Mm -hmm. the small classes and and in college you kind of have to have a little bit of a game plan right like yeah sometimes it happens automatically there's more strategy involved right right like i know christina's strategy oh we'll talk about that one (laughs) (laughs) like you might fall in love with your roommate and be bffs forever or not right oh (laughs) Oh, we're just throwing christina under the bus today (laughs) i see yeah Yes. If y'all ever want to know how to make like a really easy friend or find your soulmate, apparently the answer is your roommate. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. TMI. Okay. So I feel like Shannon covered a lot of what I think Casey will also say, but Casey, do you agree with that? Were you also feeling the same levels of anxiety? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was. It's more of like, what didn't I feel? I was feeling <laughs> the a whole mixture range. of positive. Exactly. It was like I had some positive emotions, some negative emotions because I was excited. Mm-hmm. And part of me was excited. I was coming into this big city. Austin, mm-hmm. I was very rapidly falling in love with the city. Um, like Shannon was sharing, I'm also from a small town. And so yeah. I was super excited about coming to college and being in such a wonderful city. But then I was also, of course, very stressed and overwhelmed and anxious about like, how hard are the classes going to be? Yes. Am mm-hmm. I going to make friends? But yeah. luckily, that stress about making friends was really quickly like swept away because much like Christina, I fell in love with my roommate. <laughs> still friends with them to this day. So Aww. they were like my best friends immediately. So I have really good memories of that. That's, That's awesome. really sweet. Yeah. So it seems like we're really talking a lot about, you know, how do you make friends mm-hmm. in college? Mm-hmm. And I think that when you're in high school, it's so easy to make friends because you see these people every single day. Mm-hmm. every day and it's not mm-hmm. like that in college i feel like you need to put more effort mm-hmm. into seeing people and everything it almost yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly make time for it <laughs> shannon's laughing because <laughs> so at the very end of the semester in the spring um the pace mentors were giving advice to the pace students you know oh like you're all y'all are all going into your second year at ut full-time like you got any questions and they were asking all these questions mm-hmm. and someone asked you know how do you make friends in in-person classes Classes. We've never had these before. And half of the mentors are sophomores, so they couldn't answer yeah. that either. And I was just like, oh, 
so I have a strategy for that. And this was actually what I did in college is I would walk into a classroom. I would find a random girl who just looks nice, random girl who looks nice, pick one thing that she has and just compliment that thing. So <laughs> yeah. Casey, like bag, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I can see Casey right now. Casey about. is wearing these really cute, um, like bright pink cat ear headphones. So if Casey was wearing that or had it on her desk or on on her backpack, I'd sit down and be like, oh my God, I love (laughs) your headphones. I'm literally obsessed with cats. Where did you get them? And then she'd tell me where I got them. And then it'd be like, BT dubs, my name is Christina. Boom, (laughs) friend, easy money. And you just rinse, repeat, just pick a girl, compliment the girl, now you're friends, it's so easy. If you are a boy, I don't know, compliment their shoes, like cool kicks, bro. I don't know, I'm not a boy, I would not know. It's it's kind of the same for guys, I I think. You know, you just pick somebody and and like, you know, this is a good study strategy too, and then a good strategy for going to classes is making friends in each of your classes, because then there's some, you know, like the buddy system, you have some accountability from being there besides professor but i would always try to have that one or two people that like mm-hmm. if i wasn't there they knew that i wouldn't be there and vice versa so that exactly you had somebody that knew that you were missing or knew exactly. that you know you were looking for them too yeah and you don't even need to be like best friends with them i feel like i think a lot of the times you just really need someone that can let you take a picture of their notes if you were absent Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. sort of support system exactly Mm -hmm. exactly how about y'all like how did you go about making friends your first semester and also second semester because we know that the first semester might not always be perfect yeah it took me a while i didn't find my my like core group of friends until spring of my first year too same same well my first semester i did I did something very similar to what you were talking about. <laughs> 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 uh, it was just so funny. Uh, there was this girl who looked really, really sweet. And as she was walking out of my chem lecture, I noticed that she had a little keychain of uh, one of like these like BTS characters. Oh my God. And <laughs> I was really into K-pop and I was like, oh my gosh, like we're, we're going to be best friends. So I like tapped her on the back and I was like, I love your keychain. Are you, are you army? And she was like, I am. What about you? And I was like, yes. Oh my God, let's be best friends. Give me your number. And we studied a lot. Um, and then after that, we studied a lot together. And then we ended up being so close that when we were getting ready to do our course schedules for the following semester, we made sure to get into the same bio class. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's so, so sweet. Yeah, and it worked out really well. And I remember being so happy because I was having so much trouble making friends. And that gave me the confidence to every semester after that, just turn around to the person next to me, introduce myself and try to exchange numbers like and yeah. have a study buddy for that class. Yeah, I agree. I like that strategy. Great strategy. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely say I'm still kind of like in that midst of figuring that out. Sure. Yeah. I think a lot due to the pandemic, like it's been really hard. You can't nudge that person mm-hmm. next to you yeah. and be like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Do you have a better way of explaining this? Or, hey, love your shoes. I don't yeah. know what shoes people are wearing on Zoom. Like, <laughs> they're not wearing if, shoes. If their exactly. camera's even on, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, are you wearing slippers like me? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, and their cameras aren't on. So it, it's hard. Um, but definitely, I think with being a pace mentor, just being in the pace community, um, within clubs just finding a few people who you kind of can relate to find Mm -hmm. just similarities to i know the pace mentor group has been like somewhere i've very much found 
like identity in yeah we all have a very similar purpose which is awesome Mm -hmm. and then another thing like i've been trying out on the soccer team and just making friends there we all like soccer so there's a start there Mm -hmm. and so i'm really excited this year after learning like mistakes that i've made in the past two years but also just hearing others talk about what they went through and how they found friends i think junior year i'm really excited to kind of branch out a little bit, step out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I know there's a question coming later possibly that I might touch on this, but like I have to put in effort as well. And that was something that like hit me hard. And so I'm excited to put forth that effort. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. That is a good segue kind of into this next question. I think maybe this is how you'll answer it. So, you know, time travel is not possible yet, but um, if you could hop in a time machine and go find, you know, first day of class you from your first year yeah what do you think you'd tell yourself i'll let casey take the first one get on here an academic coach oh academic tell me more coach. about that Casey. <laughs> we love people because... who use resources <sighs> yes and i needed it because when i tell y'all i did not study in high school, which Mm -hmm. is so Mm -hmm. shameful, so embarrassing, but I just, I didn't. And so when I came to college, I was a little naive. I expected it to be as easy as it was in high school, Mm -hmm. learned it the hard way that it is not. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, I didn't know how to study. I was having my, like my first chem class, um, the first exam was coming up. Uh-huh. And I was just like, well, they said to do practice questions. So I'm going to do three practice questions. <laughs> I'm so prepared. <laughs> and then done. Um, yeah, uh, freshman year, Casey. Um, no, that's not studying. That's not preparing <laughs> for an exam. Um, but no, little naive me went into the exam, thought I was so prepared. Uh, no, we're not even going to talk about what my grade was. <laughs> but I did so bad. And yeah, sometimes you just have to learn lessons the hard way. But mm-hmm. that's yeah. what resources like this are for. The mentors learn things the hard way. And then they tell you about their horrible experiences and what you should exactly. do. Exactly. So get an academic coach. That's yeah. really good. You know you don't know coach. how to study. Yeah. Where um, you- well, funny story is I didn't end up getting an academic coach because I ended up uh, figuring out how to study through other resources. But mm. when I became like a mentor, I, I recommend it to all of my mentees because yeah. I'm like, I, I wish I would have used it, but I had to learn how to study the hard way, Yeah, which yeah. when you get an academic coach, it's really easy. I, I've heard really good stories from students who have used them. Mm-hmm. And I just... I just wish I, I used it because yeah, I did it and yeah. I had to I had to really suffer through my first semester. <laughs> yeah. And for our listeners, if you are wondering about an academic coach, you can find that through the Sanger Learning Center. Mm-hmm. They are super duper awesome. The services are free and they offer a ton of tutoring services on, I would say, like 95% of the classes that all the UT freshmen take. Mm-hmm. So definitely reach out to that. For sure, they have tutoring services for Chemistry 301 <laughs> because all of you are taking Chemistry 301. Yeah, we actually recorded an episode with uh, the Singer Learning Center's assistant mm-hmm. director last year. Um, so if you check that episode out, you can learn a lot more about what services they offer. Absolutely. And I think that's great advice. And kind of shifting off of that, I have total opposite side of the spectrum. Do tell. I wish I had more fun. I wish I would have mm. told myself to like 
not take life so seriously. Yeah. I've always been a very outgoing, positive person. And I came to college and I kind of like did a 180 and I was like, wow. I'll work, no play. Exactly. <laughs> like we're growing up and like we're not having any more fun. <laughs> and I was Childhood like 18 over. years old and I'm not allowed to have fun anymore. Exactly. And I mean, Saturday nights I would be like, oh, got to study for my test. That's next Friday. And it's like, why? why? You have literally 13 days. Yeah. It's a Saturday night. Like go get dinner with a friend. Like go knock on your neighbor's door, say hi, something. Yeah, decompress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean... It turned out great, if you want to say that, just because, you know, the grade portion was great, but then it was, like, not really any social life, not really any friends, and then we got sent home from COVID, and then when I came back, I had no one to reach out to, Mm -hmm. because I was like, I didn't do anything, Mm -hmm. and so, definitely, I think the academic coach, great advice, and great future planning, Mm -hmm. at the same time, don't forget that you're in college, you're definitely here to be smart and show that you're smart, but you're also here to make those lifelong friends. Yeah. And that's something I definitely wish I would have told myself from the Mm -hmm. beginning. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with in college. Balance. Balance, yeah. Like, you want to have good grades, but you also want to have fun and everything. Mm -hmm. I tell my students this all the time. So if you're a Pace student, you've definitely heard this story (laughs) before. (laughs) But even until I was well through college, I still had a hard time with balancing, studying, and having fun. So my junior year of college... Oh, I love this story. Oh, man. This, <laughs> I hate telling this because it's embarrassing. But my junior year of college was when Megan the Stallion was blowing up. <laughs> and she was coming to South by Southwest. She was going to host something called the Hotties Party. Uh, my friends and I got invited and they're like, Christina, you gotta go. It's Megan's hotties party. You gotta go. And I said, mm, would love to, but I have an Arabic exam that I have to study for, so I'm not gonna go. And then the next morning, I woke up, I took my <laughs> Arabic exam, I walked out of the exam room, I checked Instagram, and I look at the stories, and there are my friends on Megan the Stallion's Instagram story, like Megan the Stallion posted an Instagram story of her hanging out with my friends. And I think about that every single day of my life because <laughs> I don't- like one of your life's great regrets. It is truly one of my biggest regrets ever because I do not remember what was on that Arabic exam. Not even a little bit. And do you remember <laughs> what you got on that test? Nope. Yep. No clue. No clue. So yeah, balance. Mm-hmm. Balance. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that you definitely learn with time. And even something now, I'm like, okay, I had the freshman year where I really didn't do anything. Sophomore year, we might let that go. It's past because we don't really know what went on there. There was a gold pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But junior year, it's like, okay, let's really evaluate. Let's really try and spread our time out here in the best ways. And balance isn't something you master ever. It's always something that you're constantly like, you know, I've been out of college a little while now. and it was old, guys. (laughs) It was old. Thanks a lot. Uh, But, um, you know, it, stand on one foot, right? You're not still. You're like you're constantly making little adjustments one way or the other, and that's going to be true for the rest of your life. You're always going to be negotiating work and fun and Definitely. responsibility and good times, and it does take practice. It's not something that everybody is good at, but it's something we all aspire to be good at, right? Because mm-hmm. it makes our lives that much more we enjoyable. We can always keep trying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Try better the next day. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. 
So then I have another question for y'all. We're talking about things that, you know, we regret, things that we wish we could have known. But what is something that you did as a first year student that was helpful, something that you would pass on to another student that you don't regret doing, something that you're proud of? I definitely felt like I planned well the academic portion, maybe not so much the social portion, but I was not super organized when I was in high school. I kind of just jotted things down or like, I was like, oh, like my brain can just store it all up here. (laughs) And as much as that might be easier maybe in high school when you just have like school and maybe a sport. Yeah. It gets a lot more than that in college. You have Mm -hmm. school and then hopefully you have some sort of social life and then you have clubs and then you have practices and then you have mentorships and things Mm -hmm. like that. I think a lot of people underestimate how much time and energy like taking care of yourself. Yeah. 100%. Uses, right? Like laundry. Having a movie night. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm talking about laundry, groceries, feeding yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that was something that I'm really proud of myself for doing well was planning. I'm a very big physical person, but I know others are really into their Google calendars, Mm -hmm. but I wrote everything down. I would just put in time to study, put in time to watch a movie, put in time to relax. Um, So that was something I definitely did well, something I keep up with still, something Mm -hmm. I hope to continue to do. Um, And that's, I'm very glad I did that. Planning. It's very good. Yes. Yes. What about you, Casey? I, very similar to Shannon, I started a bullet journal. I became very, very efficient in time management and organization, which is something that if Juliana and Diana are listening in right now, they're like, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I started a bullet journal and it was, on one side, it was obviously very efficient for being a student because you can create to-do lists and Mm -hmm. plan out your day Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're using your time efficiently. But also it became very, very much of a mindful activity for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the best way that I can explain it in that it became just a moment of time where I can sit down and just take care of myself and be creative and get lost in like making my little weekly spreads mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know like what bullet journals are it's kind of like you're creating your own planner yeah so it's it's has a lot of creativity into it and you can get all excited about stickers and <laughs> highlighters <laughs> and <Different> calligraphy <laughs> yes. so it was very good for staying on track of everything that i had to do as an undergrad, but also taking care of myself and being Mm -hmm. creative and not getting too carried away with all of the stressful parts of being a college student. And crossing off those things, checking things off. It's just such a personal reward. You cross out something, (laughs) you get a little boost of serotonin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Best thing about it. I wish that I could be the person that has a really cute bullet journal spread and everything, but I also bullet journal, but I call my bullet journaling brain dumps because they truly are just brain dumps. Mm -hmm. They're organized in a way that no one else would understand but me. So if you're out there and you're thinking, you know, I want a bullet journal, but I don't have the creativity or the good handwriting or the cute stickers or anything, you don't need any of that. 
It just needs to work for you. It just needs to yeah. work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's another thing. And that's thing. the best part. Exactly. That's the best part. Yeah. yeah. No no one bullet journals the same way as somebody else, I've noticed. With oh. college, and like also, you. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, I make Casey. It a, sorry. I just wanted to say that I make it a point to include, like, for each month, a little page that's just titled Brain Dump. And yes. I don't worry about keeping it organized or keeping it pretty. I just write whatever thoughts come into my head yes. on that page. And it's very useful. Yes. Yeah. I call yeah. mine the parking lot. Yeah, I I treat my bullet journal the way most people treat their Apple's notes app. <laughs> Just random stuff is yeah. in there. I don't know what's in there. <laughs> That's yeah. true. My notes is getting a little out of control. I need to mm-hmm. check that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, this question hasn't really um, been part of the experience in a while, but where do y'all like to sit in a lecture hall and why? I have a whole strategy for this. <laughs> um, I think I learned this in some presentation. I cannot remember where I learned this, but I can like tell you where you learned area. it. <laughs> you <laughs> learned it in LA 101. <laughs> Probably learned it in LA Copyright 101. OSS but area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I personally, I'm an overachiever. I like to sit in the very front row if I can. So I will get to lecture halls early to get that front row because some classes you got to fight for them and I will yeah. fight for them. Um, but usually like three, uh, the first three rows, it doesn't matter where you sit on those. Those are good. But if you prefer to sit near the back, if it's after the third row, just sit like in the middle. And that's really good because it helps keep you focused. Because mm-hmm. if you're right in front of the professor, you're less likely to take your phone out and check Twitter because mm, yeah. <laughs> you don't want you don't want them to see you. Um, but also it's where you meet friends usually because most people they very surprisingly I have found in my past classes most people sit more towards the front so I have an easier time making friends if yeah. I'm within the front rows and also like if you are sitting in the front front three rows normally other people sitting in the front three rows have a lot very similar academic um goals strategies mm-hmm. goals yeah. thoughts that you have yeah not to say that anyone in the back doesn't have those thoughts but you're just more (laughs) likely to find them in the zone that you sit in Mm -hmm. i agree especially because there's this weird misconception i had about college i thought that there were no group projects in college and then i got to college (laughs) and it was group projects every class and so the people that you sit next to become pretty important if mm, your class does group point. projects. Good point. So if you are an overachiever and you want to be working with other overachievers, don't sit in the 15th row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My my thing has always just been sitting in a spot where the the professor will be able to see you and if you talk that they would be able to hear you without like overshunuating themselves. Yeah. Um I always do go by like the T. Mm-hmm. That's I think what everyone knows it as and refers mm-hmm. to it as. But I think it's just important to again be in a position where like it does hold you accountable because if yeah. you do take your phone out then you're like, oh I'm like literally right here. That's so embarrassing and mm-hmm. so rude to the professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but then also just making sure that if you were to talk or ask a question, you, they would be able to hear you and not mm-hmm. like 
have to run after you to come listen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really good for professors to be able to see you because if they recognize your face, Mm -hmm. that is a really great foundation for building Mm -hmm. a connection with your professor, which is so, so important. If you're a student that's thinking about going into grad school or any other professional school like med school, law school, et cetera, et cetera, because those letters of recommendation are going to be very important and you want a professor that knows you. So being that student that sits in the front row is going to get you lots of good points for when they want to write that letter of recommendation for you. And also wherever you sit, like Christina was talking about with the group projects, you're going to find that wherever you sit on the first day is probably going to become your seat for mm. the rest yes, of the year. Yes, they call it and your shoot, unassigned shoot. assigned seat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And people exactly. will lose their marbles if you sit in their unassigned <laughs> assigned true. seats. It's <laughs> so silly. Very true. And because of that, usually the people around you, they're going to be the same people that sit mm. there every single day. Mm-hmm. So first day, first week make sure you're turning to your left and to your right and behind you and getting those phone numbers. Get there early to snag snag the seat you want. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. So I know that Casey just mentioned, you know, forming a relationship with your professor by sitting in the very first row. For people who cannot get to the very first row, what are other strategies that they could use to become closer connected with their professor? I know for me, a huge one is asking questions. I'm sure Christina, yes. And even over emails, like confirming things. um, Christina probably knows this. I ask so many questions Mm -hmm. in our mentor training weekly. She has a lot of questions. (laughs) And it's great because usually the questions that Shannon is asking are things I haven't even thought about. And so if Shannon is asking that question, somebody else is also Mm -hmm. wondering the Mm -hmm. same thing. In my mind, they seem like kind of obvious, but I'm just like, just to make sure. But you asking those questions points points attention to you and the professor is looking you in Mm -hmm. the eye. They see you. They Mm -hmm. also see that you're trying. And you're engaged. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. And another thing I really like to do is just coming five or ten minutes before class and staying five or ten minutes after class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just having a conversation, whether it's, hi, how are you doing? Or, hey, I read this or I saw this movie that kind of pertained to what we're what we're learning in class, like, have you seen it? Yeah. It's even better if they've actually seen it because then mm-hmm. you can continue mm-hmm. the conversation. Mm-hmm. But then you could say, hey, well, it's on Amazon Prime or it's on Hulu and maybe they'll take the time to watch it. Maybe they won't. But then Next you can thing you a- know, you're watching it in class. Exactly. <laughs> and so it really, like, forms a... Cr- um, like more of like a personal relationship if yeah. you can talk about things that you do outside of the classroom. And another thing is just being A, attentive, but responsive. If they send mm-hmm. out an email, if they send out a survey, if they send out questions, making sure that you're responding to those is, I think, just great ways to really um, make relationships with your teachers so that, again, like Casey was saying, in the future, that letter of rec could really come in handy. Exactly. And mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, yeah, of course I know Shannon. Of course I know Casey. Like, yeah. great students, ask great questions, came in early, stayed late, you yeah. know? And yeah. that's yeah. that's what they want, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're the type of student that you have back-to-back classes, and so staying five to ten minutes before or after class is inaccessible to you, office hours, mm-hmm. office yes. hours. go to office hours. It's even if you don't have any questions, just go check in with the professor I try to make it a point every year to go to the first office hours and introduce myself and ask the professor any questions I have about the class, Mm -hmm. like, hey, what are some tips that you have 
to succeed in your class, students that have succeeded in the past, what have you noticed that they do? And what are exams Mm going to look like? Should I start thinking about exams now? Because I know that sounds a little silly, like be like, Sam hasn't even come (laughs) up yet. Why are you already preparing for it? But I don't know. I personally find it really helpful. The semester is 14 weeks. It goes by real fast. I personally (laughs) find it really helpful to know, like, is it multiple choice? Is there essays? Like, should I watch out for X and Y things? Are readings important? Is it, like, 50-50 with readings and lecture? Or are your exams more lecture-based than readings-based? I'm taking mental notes, Casey. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) This is fantastic. I really like that question of, you know, former students who did really well in this class, what did you notice that they did? I like that a lot. I've always been like a really big proponent of proponent. Is that the right word? You got it. Okay. Sounds good. I've always been, <laughs> I've been out of school too long. Apparently, <laughs> I've always been a really big fan of attending office hours. I try to go to office out. Well, I tried, I graduated. I tried to go to office <laughs> hours at least once or twice a semester for each professor. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of the times you might not have a question. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Make yeah. it up. Make it up. <laughs> or just get to know yeah. them. Yeah, you know? just get to know them. Uh, I tell students all the time, if you really want to get on your professor's good side, like find some of their research, read it a little bit, and yes. ask them about it. Mm-hmm. They are super excited to talk about their work. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. yes. And if they're like um, in a field that you're interested in, for example, psychology students, if you find that there's a professor that's a clinical psychologist, like they have a PhD in clinical psychology and you might be interested in that, ask them about it. Mm -hmm. Ask them, what was getting your PhD like? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of interested in this. Can you tell me more about it? And with that, they could also have TA positions Mm -hmm. or research positions that they're looking to fill. Study abroad. Exactly. And so not only are you looking like you're engaged and caring, but you might even get a future career or position out of it just because you cared. Just because you went to office hours. It happens. Mm Because believe it or not, not that many people go to office hours at all. I had a friend who she had gone to a professor's office hour like towards the end of the semester and he was so ecstatic that she came because he said she was the first person from that class to come Aww. to office hours mm. all semester long. Professors are people too, I y'all. I know, right? <laughs> he said that he was really sad and everything and um, when she came in, you know, she only had one or two questions. He answered them and then he ordered pizza. They ate pizza and played board games. That's adorable. Yeah. Fun. And he, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wrote her the best Probably. letter wreck ever. Sure. I believe you know? it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's happened to me too. Professor will get so excited and they'll be like I have Starbucks in my fridge do you want like a little like the little Starbucks wrappings <laughs> right? I have one and I'll be like oh my god yes they're adorable <laughs> and Best you should friends. go and talk to them and I think that a lot of times when you're in college you hear a lot about you know networking networking you gotta mm-hmm. go network mm-hmm. and everything but nobody really knows what networking is I feel mm-hmm. like networking a lot of the time sounds a lot more overwhelming than it really is yeah. networking is just forming relationships with people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, your professors are people and you should form relationships with them. Not just because they can get you something later in life. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But just because this is someone who is in charge of the material that you're learning, in charge Mm -hmm. of the class that you're taking. This is somebody who can really help you get through that and get the most out of the education that you are paying a lot of money for. Mm -hmm. And I also think with this past year, a lot of professors, they're teaching because they love teaching. Mm -hmm. They're like, they didn't just 
come to teaching on a whim and they Mm -hmm. really, really like their students and they love having relationships with them. So I'm sure as hard as it's been for us as students, it's been incredibly hard for them as well because they're not seeing our faces. A lot of our computer screens, cameras are off. And so if we do have in-person classes, fingers crossed, maybe Mm. I know first three weeks are kind of up in the air, but they will even more so appreciate now that we're taking that initiative even to just say hi yeah Yeah. as someone who teaches class uh, nothing is like more soul-killing than teaching to a screen full of blank black boxes yeah it's so sad that's why in the fsp sorry not fsp in the pace classes we make the mentors keep their cameras on so that way if all of the students turn their cameras off at least i have some faces. someone to look at yeah, yeah. i'll always smile back Christina. exactly i got you thank you yeah and i just want to say like to the students who are listening that it's going to be your first year like i promise the first office hours is going to be the hardest one Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you're going to be a little intimidated. You're going to be a little scared. You're going to be like, this person has a doctor in front of their name. I'm scared. (laughs) But like, I promise you're going to go to the first office hours and you'll be like, oh, that's not that bad. Mm -hmm. They're a person. They're very normal. (laughs) And you're going to you're going to like be so much more confident in going to office hours in the future. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I think just introducing yourself and getting the ball rolling is the hardest step. But Mm -hmm. after that, it is very easy. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn as you go and practice only makes perfect. Exactly. Oh, wait, another tip. Speaking of office hours, I think that um, if you ever find a professor that you really like, you should check in on them once every semester. Oh, that's a good one. So for me, I had an IRG professor my spring semester freshman year and I really enjoyed his class it was my major I also knew that he was the head of the department he did the study abroad he did the Mm -hmm. thesis program all of that and so I made a point of every single semester I would come in to see him at least once because you know they post their syllabi online you can just go and see when their office hours are and where it is and you just show up and I think that professors really do remember you even though you're no longer in their class Mm -hmm. they'll be like oh wait this student isn't even taking my class and they're coming by to talk Mm -hmm. like they're really interested and they have a lot of initiative and energy and they'll remember that Mm -hmm. and so your freshman year either your fall or your spring semester pick your favorite professor Mm -hmm. and continue visiting that professor for the next few semesters yeah and they'll definitely just never say no yeah like they'll never say they will always welcome that yeah Mm -hmm. if the door is open walk in Mm -hmm. definitely Mm -hmm. Well, y'all, uh, we're, we're getting a little short on time here, but I wanted to see if there's any other advice you have for, you know, getting your school year started off on the right foot. Yeah, that we and had random a tidbits. Mm-hmm. I think a lot has to do with mindset. I know this past year, especially coming into junior year, having those tough first two years, mm-hmm. first year of not really having the social aspect, really only prioritizing grades, and then that second year, everyone's struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the mindset has a lot to do with it. Coming into junior year, I was very nervous, very scared. And I'm trying to shift that mentality to be excited for Mm. growth Mm. and to Mm -hmm. learn more than scared of making past mistakes. So there's, of course, physical things that you can always do, you know, doing the planning, do the organization, going to class. Getting sleep. Getting sleep, (laughs) hanging with friends. But there's also just that huge part. And I'm focusing a lot on mental health because that's so important Mm -hmm. is that do what you think is best for you as well as be open try and be as positive as you can try and have that mindset 
that this is exciting. This is ex- this is an exciting point in your life. Yeah. It's overwhelming and sometimes stressful, even though there's not allowed any stress. No stress allowed. <laughs> um, <laughs> pace rule. Exactly. But I think there's a lot that goes into the mentality of it. Just do your best and try to keep an open mind and be positive because you can do it. Mm. Yeah. I agree. I like that a lot. You know, you can plan as much as you want. You can go to class as much as you want. But mm-hmm. if your head's not in it, it's going to be hard. Yeah. How about yeah. you, Casey? Any final words always, for our friends? Yeah. Always remember that at the end of the day, take some time to take care of yourself in mm. whatever way that that will be helpful for you. So for some people, self-care might be different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if that means just curling up in your little twin xl bed and watching <laughs> on your laptop do it yes. <laughs> if that means going to weekly org meetings with one social org that you join just to talk to people and have connections do that mm-hmm. take care of yourself because Definitely. at the end of the day you're human and you can work as hard as you want and spend as much time as you want on classes and trying to succeed but if you're not taking care of yourself you're going to burn out very quickly mm-hmm. yeah. and you yeah. are so important and you should treat yourself with the love that you deserve. And there's also great resources that UT has. I agree. If, yes. If trying to help yourself and you need someone else to help as well. Just going off of that, I think that's a great point, Casey. Well, I can't thank y'all enough for taking the time out to speak with us. I know there's a lot going on. School starts next week. So y'all gave us some audio gold today. I can't. uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to get this out there in the world. That was awesome. That was fun. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really enjoyed having two psychology majors. Another in here amazing interview with amazing students from Absolutely. our programs. Love them to death. I, I really like what they brought to the table, especially at the very end. You know, I feel like a lot of the times Shannon does really enjoy emphasizing mental health, and mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. that Casey is also very good at that as well. And I think that hearing from someone who was um, a freshman very, very recently telling you that, you know, you can try your hardest and you can do all of these things, but at the end of the day, you still need to take care of yourself is, I think, very important. I feel like mental health is a huge issue, especially among first year college students and especially in that fall semester. Yeah, I I don't think a lot of students um, are kind of forced to talk about their mistakes like this, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we have guests on the podcast it's really cool to hear like students tell their stories man I really messed up in this way but I learned for it from it and here's the changes that I've made from that learning and hopefully dear listeners uh, yes. you're learning a little bit from them in, in the hopes that you don't make some of the same mistakes that they do you know it, it's true you can't just grind all the time um, and, and enjoy college you, you kind of got to do a little bit of both play exactly. hard work hard exactly mm-hmm. I also think it's very comforting you know that even if you do mess up like Casey and Shannon both admitted that they did things freshman year that they regret mm-hmm. that they wish they would have done differently mm-hmm. clearly they have learned from those things and I think that gives me hope for freshmen who are coming into campus y'all are moving into campus right now as we're recording and you know what you're not gonna have a perfect first semester mm-hmm. you're gonna make some mistakes but the good thing is you're going to learn from them because everybody does 
And, you know, these students learn from their mistakes, and now they're all-stars. They're lead mentors in our programs, they're teeing for class, they have great relationships with faculty members, and all those things weren't built in a day or a semester, no. you know, those things happen over the course of two or three years, and they're just really great examples of how, you know, you can stumble at the beginning and mm -hmm. still end up okay at the end. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was outlining the kind of draft for this episode, I was trying to take it more of, you know, an academic approach. Mm, and mm -hmm. it felt like it felt like um, a little bit of a wake-up call that what we did end up talking about was more of outside here's of how you make friends. Yeah, outside mm, of the classroom. Mm -hmm. Here's how you talk to professors. Here's how you do everything outside of the class rather than just study tips and time management tips, which I feel like students get a lot of that. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I think it was very refreshing to hear tips on college that is not in a classroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and just be talking about the classroom again yeah, <laughs> instead of just odd. Zoom is kind of yeah. kind of nice. Um, one of our colleagues, uh, uh, Ben Burnett, who works with our U-turn students, he always talks about, you know, if you go to a concert, you want to be front and center, like that's where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Same thing for classes. You just pretend that your professor is <laughs> whoever... For you, I guess, Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, for me, I just got to <laughs> pretend that it's Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, or whoever you're into. But, you know, if you had that same mentality going into class, uh, maybe you'll pick up a thing or two yeah. more than you would have otherwise. Which, like, you know, your professors are rock stars of their field. Right, So yeah. maybe you should be treating it like a really cool exclusive concert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's been really great to be in the studio today with yes. you. I'm excited to get started with a new year of episodes for the podcast. Of in-studio recordings. Mm -hmm. So feels... we just want to give a shout out to Lates for doing this for us. Lates has been helping us with recording our podcast episodes virtually since the very first episode. We've done eight episodes completely virtual, and this is our very first episode in the studio in person, and they have just been amazing. So thank you all so much for that yes thank you and to all of you out there we hope that until next time all of your endeavors are a success